Good morning, ECC family. We're glad you could be with us this morning. That was some amazing music. I'm sure you would agree. I want to begin by making a recommendation. I know a lot of you are at home throughout the week and you have lots of time on your hands, and I want to recommend a movie. So next week, if you have a chance, get on Netflix or whatever your device and find this movie. The movie is called The Bet's Feast. You may know about the movie or have already seen it, even if you've already seen it. Watch it again. And let me give you the highlights of the movie The Bet's Feast that was produced as a Danish movie in 1987. It was actually written as a short story in 1958. The story in Babette's Feast is a story of a community, very pietistic community in Denmark that was established uh, by someone who had a vision for how to live out the Christian life. The person who established it happened to be the father, the pastor father of two widows, elderly widows at this point in the film, who were carrying on his tradition into their lives, this community, and into the lives of these two widows, comes an interesting person. Her name is Babette. She actually comes into their lives with a letter. It's a letter of recommendation of sorts from a person who actually used to be the suitor of one of the widows. The father had turned away many suitors and said that they should not marry individuals who came by to uh, find them as beautiful young women. And they rejected those suitors based on their father's advice, obviously, and remained unmarried. So from years past, a suitor sends Babette to this community with a letter of recommendation. When she arrives, she is put to work or asked to be put to work, and she becomes their cook in this particular religious community. She begins to uh, prepare meals that they were amazed by. She had a certain way of preparing meals that enhanced the taste of everything that heretofore they had eaten. And eventually, after 14 years of being with them as their cook, she gets a notice from a friend a friend of hers who for many, many years has bought Babette a lottery ticket back in France. The lottery ticket comes due, and she has actually this year won 10,000 francs. She takes that money and sends a message to her nephew that she wants these 10,000 francs used on particular kinds of food to be brought to Denmark. You'll see in the movie the arrival of these various exotic foods that are going to be a part of Babette's feast. She uses all these foods that came from other places to put together a feast for all the people in that particular community. And they were amazed by the taste, the quality of the meal, overwhelmed. It's only later that Babette reveals to them what this was all about. Babette had kept concealed for her entire time with them that in her former life before the revolution, which she fled from, in her former life she was 
a top-flight chef in France in a particularly exquisite, high-priced restaurant. So for years she had years she had upgraded their meals, and now she said, "I want to use all my lottery money to give you the meal of your life." They kind of scolded her and said, "Now you don't have any money to return. Now you'll be destitute for the rest of your life." But Babette wanted to express her love for these individuals and perhaps also her love for God. I mention the movie because. Whether or not the author of the book or the screenwriters for the movie intended this, I have no idea. What they actually did was they gave us a modern-day parable of John chapter 12. It is striking the parallels between Babette's feast and John chapter 12. In John chapter 12, we have a woman named Mary, a woman who loved Jesus. And on a particular day, decided to express her love for Jesus, and you heard the story read. What she broke and poured out on Jesus from an alabaster jar was a perfume called nard. Nard was a very expensive perfume that was imported from India, most likely. Sometimes nard was kept by a family、uh, because of the resale value of the nard. And in this case, the resale value of the nard, as we know, was worth a full wage of a person's income for a year. She poured the entire contents, which could have been her IRA, shall we say? It could have been her life savings. She poured the entire contents on Jesus, and then, unbelievably. After doing that, she washed him with her hair. Do you have any idea how outrageous that would have been? It was not appropriate for a respectable woman in first-century Palestine to even lower her hair, not in public. Much less use her hair as a means of stroking another man's body with nard. It must have seemed outrageous. It's hard for us to understand the outrage of the disciples and even of Judas when this event took place. Actually, the only way to understand it is to think of an outrageous event. That you might have seen, that was an expression of love. Think about it. When have you seen something like this? Something that broke protocol but wasn't necessarily immoral. Something that colored outside the lines of what was acceptable, but it was an expression of love. That's what this was. Then we have a response. First is that outrageous expression of love, and then we have a response. And the response, let's be clear, is very, very practical. Even though in John's Gospel, chapter 12, Judas is the one who speaks it. In Mark and Matthew, it's described as a disciple speaking it. 
which is perhaps to say that Judas, as John records, might have been expressing the reservation of the disciples themselves. Judas says, this is outrageous. This is a year's worth of wages, and it could have been used, and we could have helped the poor. Now, that's a very practical response. It even seems like, well, a godly response. Because we know concerning Jesus' life and ministry, he was concerned always about the poor. But he makes a statement. He makes a statement that indicates that they have completely missed what was happening. Let me pause. Have you ever been there? <laughs> I have. And something happened right before your eyes, and you realized later, I missed it. I didn't see what was happening. Jesus, in effect, says, you don't know what's going on here. You don't realize the impact of this extravagant love. Let me tell you about it. Here's what I want to say first. The poor you're going to have with you always. Remember, Jesus was in favor of helping the poor. He is not dismissing the poor. He's just saying the reality, the reality of life is that there are always people in need. There are always the poor around us. The reality that you're looking at is something else. In this moment, in this moment, you have missed a divine act of God. You've missed a divine act of God because you are being too practical. You've missed a divine act of God because maybe you're just greedy like Judas. You've missed a divine act of God primarily because you're so interested in just following the rules and being proper. And you've missed a divine act of God. One of the things I, I love to do is to read Bible passages in a variety of translations. Because the translators are all doing their best. Sometimes perhaps not hitting the mark, but doing their best to help us understand what the original intent of the passage was. So here are some possible translations to help us understand what Jesus meant. One translation would be this. Leave her alone. She's saving this for my burial. She poured it all out because she was saving it for my burial. You missed the point. Or perhaps this. Leave her alone. She's doing this to emphasize whether you know it or not, whether she knows it or not. She's doing this to emphasize that my death is close at hand. You're missing it, disciples. Eugene Peterson in the message puts it this way. Let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You always have the poor with me, with you. You don't always have me with you. 
I actually have my own translation. <laughs> Take it for what it is. It's this. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Don't touch her love. Let her get credit for the extravagant nature of her love. This act, this act would not be appropriate under most circumstances. But today, this act is an expression of love for my burial. You know, Mary is mentioned three times in the Gospels. And every time she's mentioned as being at the feet of Jesus, bowing down at his feet, learning at his feet, sitting at his feet. It seems she understood something the rest of the disciples did not. She understood extravagant love. So the question for us, and there could be many, how often have we missed the divine moment? Because we're so focused on the proper thing. And frequently the proper thing is our thing. In relationships, we have to see behind the act to the heart of the individual, the expression of love. Another question is, how much are you willing to give to God? How much are you willing to lavish on Jesus Christ and Christ's kingdom? Are you being too conservative? Are you being too proper? Are you expressing the full nature of your love? One commentator uh, that I read this week put it this way. He says, once we surrender to expediency as the rule of action, we are in the grip of a current which will sweep us on without mercy. By that's gripping. Can I read it again? Once we surrender to expedience as a rule of action, we are in the grip of a current which will sweep us on without mercy. So another question. What motivates you? As it relates to religion, Christianity, God. Are you motivated out of fear of God? There's something proper about fear of God. Are you motivated out of duty to God? There's something proper about duty to God. But let me suggest that one thing that eclipses those and every other 
is that you and I ought to be motivated by love of God. You know, you might be a good person. You might attend church. You might do good things. But ask yourself this internal question. Do I really love God? Is there anything outrageous about my love for God? If, you, if you're answering that question and your answer is, I think it's duty. If I were honest, I serve God out of fear. But I'm not sure I really love God. That's an honest answer. And you might have another question with that honest answer. How do I love God? That could be an entirely new sermon. But let me just suggest one thing. One thing. Ask Him to help you Love him the way you ought to love him. I think it's possible, I actually think it's likely, that whoever you are, you've been to that place where you were overwhelmed by a love for God. It might have been right here. You might have been in worship and you were singing songs of praise to God and you were overwhelmed. You were just amazed by even inside yourself this love for God emerging and maybe you were on the verge of tears. Maybe there was another situation in a sermon or quietly reading the Bible by yourself or, or some other moment. I would imagine all of you have had one of those. Here's what I want to suggest. That is what is real. That is what you ought to remember. That is what you ought to focus on. That is the way we ought to live. With an overwhelming, outrageous, love of God. Don't be cautious. Just love. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we are so thankful for your scriptures. And they teach us many things. Sometimes they teach us things, especially in the epistles of Paul and, and other places that are hard to understand. And we try to wrap our minds around it and grasp it. But on so many other occasions, you teach us through stories. And honestly, Lord, 
It's not so hard to understand. When we look at the story, we see a woman who loved and couldn't help but express it. And we see a story of what it ought to be for us to love you that way. So our prayer, Lord, is help us to love you. Not just to serve you, not just to fear you, but to love you. Allow us to encounter you in a loving way and express our love to you in an even outrageous, extravagant way. Because, Lord, you first loved us. We didn't first love you. And you sent your Son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And that, Lord, is the highest demonstration of love. May we repay you with ours. In the name of Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.